Welcome to Wednesday, friends. Campers even. We got we were on the ground in Baltimore yesterday. We have so much we're excited to tell you about. But today, we're going to talk about partner breakups, EV glow-ups, and a rousing talk from the Lowe's CEO. Every once in a while, every once in a while, I get the timing right on the intro. Yeah, that was tight. I'm impressed because you had, you worked in like more than just the show notes. You worked in some like you weaved in the, the Baltimore trip. I was impressed. Yo, we were on... This is one of those times where I'm exhausted from like lack of sleep over the last few days, but I'm so excited because we spent the day yesterday in Baltimore with um, our event, our event uh, I don't know what to call him, manager, Al Kutri, our production slash content manager, Nathan on our team, and uh, like the, the eight people that the hotel and casino had ready for us when we showed up, which surprised me. They were ready to go. I was yeah, like, I mean, oh, oh, yeah, I guess we are kind of putting on a big event. You should have this full professional here. environment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it, you can head to uh, either of our Instagram profiles, either the Asodu or Asodu events profile. Check out the stories and just kind of see a little bit of the vibe. We'll be dropping some more information over the next like 30 days about what Baltimore is going to look like, timing, opportunities to get there, everything. Circle your calendar. Crazy. Circle the last week of September. Um, what I, what are the dates, Kyle? 26, 27, Monday 20? night, the 25th, full day Tuesday, full day Wednesday, roll out on Thursday, be home in time for the end of the month. Let's go. And that's a Saturday close. What a great month to have a soda con. What, what a, it, it'll just be a vibe heading in. <laughs> Ending the, on end a of the Saturday month. close. Yeah. So we're excited. A lot more to come out. But in eight days from now, eight day countdown is the NADA show. Everybody Woo. in auto is kind of talking about it. Whether you're going or you're not, no reason to feel bad. We're going to bring you all the stuff we can. We are bringing yeah. a huge production team. We are going to be podcasting, live streaming, posting on our social uh, social accounts. Uh, act follow, by the way, follow a SOTU events on Instagram. Yes. That's where you're going to get the stories and the kind of like the real in the dirt on the ground stuff in real time. So uh, if you can't go, we're trying to bring the show to you. So make sure you set reminders, follow us on LinkedIn so that you can kind of see all the stuff and be a part of the event. If you're going to be there, please say hi. If you see our yep. little pirate ship of uh, production so running I, around. Real quick, I'm starting to see a lot of comparisons. Like people, a lot of people in auto went to CES this year. No, you know, without a doubt, a, a auto centric event. And I think there's a, there's a lot of questions like, is NADA going to mirror the pop culture narrative of CES or is it just kind of going to be in the same vibe or are we going to hear and see a lot more, you know, EV conversations or mobility or technology conversations? I'm sure they will be around, but it'll be interesting to like, see the parity between the two events and kind of understand, you know, where auto sits in understanding the pop culture narrative as like an internal dealer network. Ah, that's a very good question. Yeah. I have my suspicion is that it's yeah, going to be like the opposite. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to be anything like CES, but there is this like special forces embedded mentality in retail automotive couple of guys I know with beards and hats are working to make this a bigger force that are going to be pushing that conversation to the top and tying it to the pop culture narrative. If you're with us, and we know you are if you're watching the show already, let's make that message a little bit louder. Not like I'm not talking about like going all in on EVs. I'm talking about listening no, no, no. to pop culture, listening to consumer uh, behaviors and data and sentiment and reacting to that. Yep. That's understand. All right. We got to talk about some news. Speaking, Let's do it. Speaking Get of in. listening to the other person. Stop. Segway. Time. All right, here we go. Mm, yeah, all right. Covered this in this morning's email as well. The EV partnership between Ford and VW uh, that has been a big part of Ford's kind of EV development 
is likely to be short-lived. The partnership was announced in the year 2000 and uh, was forward to use VW's MEB uh, uh, EV architecture to speed its development process. At the time, they said by as much as two years, and they'll be releasing their first vehicle that was kind of the result of that, which is a small sport crossover similar to the ID4. Uh, they'll be releasing that very soon. I think it's like in March. And uh, but they since said they're going to be moving away from that and looking to leverage their own technology that, you know, you've seen in the Ford F-150 Lightning um, or, or in the Mach-E to, uh, you know, leverage that stuff in future vehicles. And uh, I, I guess that really makes sense. And I'm sure they learned a whole lot in their two year partnership. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, because Ford has done many of these partnerships over the last 15 mm -hmm. to 20 years, and they really like in the mid teens divorced of all partnerships. And so, you know, back in 2020, when this partnership came back in, it was kind of an interesting move because Ford wasn't used to that. Uh, hadn't, hadn't been doing that for a little while, yeah. uh, but to get ahead in the EV market, understand the battery technology, obviously uh, VW's architecture and battery technology is, is ahead of a lot right now. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether or not, Ford can continue to to keep up because I'm sure that they've used some of the, that R&D in understanding like what's going on in their own tech. So um, it's it's interesting. That's but how it works. You I, know, mean, I think, I, I think highlight, go for ahead. me, this is kind of like anecdotal in the in the overall scheme of things. Yeah. You know, I think it highlights it highlights how little companies were actually putting into EV development in just right. just a couple of years ago. In 2020, yeah. if Ford is like, hey, we need a partnership to do this well like the shift that happened between that partnership announcement in 2020 and then 2022, um, I think is staggering. Yes. I'm going to read the telling it like it is from our email. If you don't get our regular email, you should really subscribe to it because it's worth it. It would be the best email you read every morning. Um, and telling it like it is, is a little section we put at the end of each story to give you a little fun take on it. You can get the email at a soda.com for free. Um, so here's the telling it like it is uh, following this article is breakups are never easy to get your mind off it. Try taking up a new hobby, watching your favorite movies, reinventing your electric vehicle platform from scratch, increasing your aggression in the biggest auto market in the world, or call your mom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of fun. Why not? Why can't we just, that got me, like, that yeah, got me this morning. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Oh man. Well, speaking of EVs, uh, yes. you know, we, at one point, in the show, and maybe this was like over a year ago when we were still, when we started the show, we were like, we're going to try not to talk about EVs every day, right? It's really tough. Okay. So because, and, now, and some people have asked me like, why do you talk about EVs all the time? Well, there's a couple things. One is there, there is an awareness factor that we as an industry need to continue to have, even just uh, making our customers aware of what's going on in the EV ecosystem. But also just w what we're trying to do is bring context to the relative news in, in the news ecosystem and in the media ecosystem right now. And so that's what the prevailing narrative is. And I think like, if you listen long enough, you understand that we, that we want to take a balanced approach to this. We're not all like all in on EV. It's just, Hey, this is what's, this is what pop culture narrative, narrative. Is, is listening to. How do we pull that back into current state status of retail auto and making that customer communication seamless? Yes, that's well said. Well said. There you go. Well, well, every once just in a lay while, that on the table. Yeah, for that's great. Every time. once in a while, we'll try to give you a little uh, broad view of just things that have popped over the last week in EV news. So we're going to give you a, a few things today. First, Corvette, uh, they announced yesterday they get, they're getting electrified with its $104,000 gas electric hybrid E-Ray. Uh, it was kind of fun looking into this vehicle. It's their first ever all-wheel drive system, which is cool, right? Better traction, better takeoff. Yeah. 
160 horsepower electric motor on the front axle and the 495 horsepower 6.2 small block in the rear. So it's actually got two kind of drivetrains, zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds, which sounds awesome until you realize that the Z06 gas only could do zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. So yeah, absolutely unnoticeable. I was, I bet, I bet the Z06 sounds a little different getting to 60 than the EV, but I bet it sounds pretty cool. So you got the engine. No, it's the same. It's the same uh, V8 pound know, of rear but wheels, but it's not working as hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I probably I wouldn't notice, but my favorite feature I'm like, of the car. I'm like, this is like a fake all-wheel drive yeah. and Corvette just trying to live in the thing. They're like, well, we are quote-unquote all-wheel cool, drive because we put a little measly 160 horsepower on uh, the front wheels. There you go. <laughs> well, they're making baby steps, <laughs> baby steps. It's not a plug-in hybrid, so you can't like run on battery only or you can't right. charge the battery. The battery's just charged from, you know, coasting and braking and all that. But this is the coolest feature in my mind and neighbors of anyone with a Corvette, Rejoice, because now Rejoice. there is a stealth mode that allows drivers to silently exit their neighborhood with only battery power up to 45 miles an hour. So I think that's cool. A little thing just zipping yeah, out. That's and and that's when funny. you call it stealth mode, every dude's like, I need to activate stealth mode. <laughs> right. You make a sound when you press the, the button. Car, like, the, like all the red lights should come on, right? Like you're like military special ops. I'm in stealth <laughs> mode. Uh, the next uh, story we're going to talk about is federal tax credit of up to $4,000 for used EVs goes into effect now that we're in 2023. The parameters are pretty tight, and I think it's pretty funny when you go into the click into the article and look at the list. Cars to be less than two years old and under twenty five thousand dollars sales price, which is basically none of them. Um, and when you look, <laughs> like find an EV for under twenty five k. That's that only has, two years you know. old, right? And it's got to have under like twenty five thousand miles too. So like that's pretty much none of them. And if you go on the list, it's like here are all the eligible cars. And the first one on the list, because of alphabetical order, is the Audi e-tron. Right. Hey, if right. you can find one for under 25K. Good right, luck. Great. You're going to get $4,000 off. And finally, last little point. Uh, Tesla has increased the price of their 48 amp two, stage two char or uh, level two charger, home charger. It's that little one that you've seen before. So it was $400 in November. And then they reduced the price to 350. Maybe it was a Christmas sale. I don't know. But now they've increased the price in January to 425. Still one of the least level two chargers, uh, expensive level two chargers on the market. But I mean, that's just some EV news. I feel like we need a segment thing for that now. Yeah. I don't know. EV news. <laughs> I think we need like a lightning bolt, um, like something from like Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. So that's just EV news. <laughs> That's all you. That's all you got today. <laughs> we don't even have a segue. Uh, I don't, let's see. What, speaking of speaking of lightning bolts, segue time. That's true. That's fair. That's right. I always love it when I when I when I just hear something said from a leader that I had no idea was even out there, and I'm like, oh, they get it. Yeah. Oh, oh that's why. Oh, that's why they they're get it. Yeah. You want to take this? You want me to take it? Well, so this year at the National Retail Federation show, which just as a note, like, why why do we in auto not get invited to the National Retail Federation I show? I just like the fact right. that they use the word federation. Federation. Uh, <laughs> Lowe's successful CEO, Mervyn Ellison, gave a rousing talk on his journey and gave some good advice to aspiring executives. Listen to this. His advice is to just take 
tough assignments. Uh, he said over his 25 career, 25 year career, the only jobs that he's ever taken were roles where someone is either, either fired or pushed out ahead of him. So he was always advancing in, into these tough roles. Um, it, he, uh, miss, it says Mr. Allison, who is also black, also noted that not too many people that look like me have been able to lead two Fortune 500 companies, also including JCPenney. He also lacked an elite education from a prestigious education institution and early access to executive sponsors. So this guy has like fought basically what he's saying like i've fought my way i've worked the hard work i've gone after this tough stuff and i'm looking at my other aspiring executives going those are the things that you want to get into because that's the those are the challenges that make you stronger as a leader as an executive um in pursuit of not just like the fluff job next but going after the hard one um and that's encouraged like one, that's encouraging to me because I always feel like I get myself in situations that I'm a bit in <laughs> over my head, right? And it's Every like, day. okay, what do right. I do Every next? Day. And I think that that's what, you know, provides the opportunity to go, okay, I've got to figure this out or or there's no way it's going to happen. Legit. You know, this isn't just going to come easy. Legit. I mean, I think that's a relevant message for automotive, specifically yep. in a time like this when things are shifting, things are changing, changing. We're seeing a lot of the next generation stepping up or saying they want to step up. A lot of people say they do. This advice, take the tough jobs. Um, he also said to his parents, you know, when he said, well, I didn't have the prestigious education. I didn't have access to executives to mentor me and show me how it is early. He did say his parents were incredibly influential in teaching him uh, perseverance and built his ethic on the pillars of putting God first, focusing on education and working hard. One of his goals is trying to create a company I wish I could have worked for when I was coming up the ranks. So that's our encouragement to you. Whatever position you're in, take some tough jobs and create the environment that you wish you had getting you to that spot so that the next person can and you can go even higher. Let's go automotive. It's only Wednesday.